Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So I believe it's time we've got to have an honest conversation about something that we all really, really like a lot, something we really, really enjoy, something we look forward to every single year. It happens at around this time, but we need to speak honestly about it. And if nobody else is going to do it, I'll go ahead and be the first one to get it started. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find the show on Sirius XM Channel 83 on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are listening to the program right now, we always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. 
So we had a, and we're going to get into something and have have this honest conversation about it, right? Because I love the NBA. I love the NBA playoffs. I love NBA free agency. Uh, It's been a blast, especially over the past couple of years. It's gotten more and more exciting. So we can always get into these conversations about what era was the best for the NBA. I loved watching the NBA growing up in the nineties. Uh, you know, that, that was always a lot of fun. Um, you know, looking back at some of that old footage, like they, everybody thinks their era was the best, but as far as for what I do professionally and what we all are currently dealing with, it's been a lot of fun. The drama is a lot of fun in the NBA. And so you get a game three on Saturday night. In Cleveland, a must-win for the Cavaliers. And the Cavs looked like they were playing a team of me and four win puppets outside a car dealership. That game was awful. It wasn't close. There was not even a threat that Boston might get back into that game. That was a bad basketball game. Now, Cleveland was dominant. There was more of a sense of urgency, and good for them. They played with better energy. They were more physical. They were great from three. And LeBron James looked like he was on a mission, and he showed you why he's the best player in the world, period. Hands down, best player in the world. He was like an adult playing with kids. He was everywhere on the low block. He was hitting behind three. He was making some of the better, best passing uh, one of the better passing performances that I've seen from LeBron James in a while. He was fantastic. Okay. Boston, on the other hand, if Cleveland was that good, Boston was that bad. They were terrible. Absolutely terrible. They were terrible defensively. They were terrible from the field. They had terrible energy. In fact, Terry Rozier, scary Terry who everybody a couple of weeks ago was ready to anoint the next Kyrie Irving, trade Kyrie Irving away, let's insert Terry Rozier. He's much cheaper, and he's just as good. Here was Terry Rozier talking about his team's performance after the game. We need to get our our buzz whip, you know, come back to reality and, and take care of business on Monday. We needed to get our butts whooped. Okay. You know, it almost seemed like if you're watching that game, and you actually take a look at it, and you factor in everything going on, and you look at the two teams and the two performances and the energy and all the stuff that we have just detailed, it almost seemed like Boston quit the game. It almost seemed like there was a certain point in that game, and it wasn't like it was later on in the game. It looked like it was pretty early on that Boston quit in that game. You know, almost like there was... There was no real sense of urgency, like, we've got to have this one, you know? like Almost like, uh, like it's a best of seven. And that's the problem with the NBA playoffs. It's what I've been trying to say for the past two years. And again, don't get me wrong, I love the NBA. I'm a huge fan of the NBA. I've always grown up a big fan of the NBA. It's really, really, it's some of the best athletes in the world. And when the NBA is good, the NBA is good. And I love the NBA playoffs. They're fun. It's a fun time to talk about that sport. That league has closed the gap on the NFL 
And in a lot of areas during the year when it wasn't possible five years ago, the NBA is more exciting to talk about than the NFL is. NBA, what's been more exciting the past couple of years? NBA free agency or NFL free agency? I mean, come on. We can all sit and watch games and look at box scores, but give me something interesting. And the NBA is delivered. So I love the NBA. But it's a given in the NBA playoffs that you get at least one or two of these in every playoff series in the NBA. It's a given. And it's because the seven-game series gives you a built-in procrastination. You just heard a member of the Boston Celtics saying, we needed to get our butts whooped. <laughs> let's, let's think about that. This is the playoffs. This is the postseason. And a guy comes out and says, yeah, we just kind of needed to get a beating. Like You would never hear uh, somebody trying to uh, uh, win a, a UFC title or a boxer in the, uh, in the sixth round say, I just needed to lose that round just to bring me back to reality. That would never happen, okay? Like, never would that happen. But in the NBA, it does. Because a seven-game series gives you a built-in procrastination. Remember when you were in school, you'd get homework on a Friday occasionally? Teacher would say, all right, we've got homework this weekend. Everybody kind of rolled their eyes. When you got homework assignments on the weekend, when would you do them? You'd do them on Sunday night. Because it's a built-in procrastination. Oh, so this is due three days from now. Oh, okay. Well, let me go ahead and fart around the first two days. And then I'll get to it on the third day. It's a built-in procrastination. I've got a buddy, pretty successful salesman. Has made a ton of money. Really, really good at it. And he's not a con artist, which is a rarity in that business. Okay, one of my, my good friends. He's got a monthly quota. So every single month, he's got to hit a certain number or else he doesn't get paid. And he's made a lot of money. Towards the end of the month, he's completely locked in. No going out during the week. No staying up late. No personal calls or checking his fantasy football team. None of that. That's the end of the month. That's considered crunch time. The beginning of the month? He goes in hungover at least two or three times and on a regular basis will either show up late or call out sick on a Monday. Why? Built-in procrastination. You got the whole month ahead of you. You got the whole month to think about whether or not you're going to hit your number at the end. It's not until it gets down to crunch time that you actually lock in, focus in, and get it done. And that's what the NBA playoffs are like. Teams get down early in a game. They start missing shots. They start to get beat defensively. The fouls start to stack up. The crowd gets into it. Another team stays hot. And it's like, nah, screw it. Seven-game series. We'll worry about it. We'll get to that homework assignment on Sunday. I'm going to hang out with my friends on Friday and Saturday. Uh, end of the month, I can hit my quota. Don't even worry about it. What is it, like the uh, seventh, eighth day of the month? Yeah, I got another 20 days to worry about. No big deal. I'm going to go out and get ripped at happy hour. I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. And who knows? Maybe I won't. Every single NBA playoff, th- this is what we're dealing with. And at some point, somebody's got to have a conversation. You've got to be able to have a conversation. And I've been saying this for the longest time. 
that the problem with the NBA is the seven-game series over and over and over again. Four rounds of seven-game series, and you end up with this crap. That game was terrible. If you're a Cavs fan, you loved it. If you're part of the LDL, the LeBron Defense League, you love that game. For everybody else, come on, man. Make it somewhat competitive. But the NBA has given them this built-in procrastination where you get 30-point blowouts, and as somebody, a member of the losing team coming out afterwards saying, well, you know, we, uh, we needed to get our butts whooped. <laughs> like, even, just think about that. You're driving around one day and you're like, you know what? I'm tired of this safe driving crap. All right. I'm taking on that tree head on at 15 miles an hour. I'm going to go ahead and ding my car up a little bit. Cop cop grabs you. Go, everything all right, man? You good to go? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, airbags d- deployed everything. I just wanted to make sure everything was on the up and up here. I really needed to humble myself. So I went ahead and did a header into that tree. I just I just wanted to make sure that I was that you know that that I got back to to normal. So that was my getting back to normal. Driving into a tree. Like the Celtics drove into a tree on Saturday night, and all we're hearing about afterwards is Terry Rozier going, yeah, well, you know, we just kind of needed that to happen. And it's not, this isn't an indictment of Terry Rozier. It's not an indictment of the Boston Celtics. I still think they're a better team than Cleveland. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they're a better team. LeBron's the best player in the world. So it's not an indictment on the Celtics, not an indictment on the Cavs. It's an indictment on the NBA playoffs. And when you give people built-in excuses and built-in procrastination opportunities, they're going to take those every single time. We all do it. I did it. You did it. And the NBA does it every single year. It's bad basketball. And for as much as I like the NBA, let's be truthful here. You get more bad games than you get good games in the playoffs. That's a problem. 877-99 on Fox, the phone number 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at TheJonasKnox as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Uh, Up next, this is going to be really tough for a lot of people to do, but there is somebody... Okay, somebody in the world of football, you are have to going you you probably this is going to be tough, but you're going to have to give them a little bit of credit. All right, I'll tell you who that is next year on FSR. Jonas Knox Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So believe it or not, somebody that you never thought you might want to give a little bit of credit to, you're after you're actually going to have to do it. Um or not. I will, coming up here in uh, just a couple of minutes uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Guy writes in, he was uh, a fan of my comparison where I said it looked like the Cleveland Cavaliers were playing me and four wind puppets outside a car dealership on Saturday night. What do you think? Do you think me and four wind puppets, let's go to... uh, to Bill Belichick, who joins us here live on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coach, first of all, thanks for a few minutes of your time. We appreciate it. Coach, do you think if if that was a true statement, okay, if that was a true statement, 
The Boston Celtics in that game scored 86 points. Okay? So, Coach Belichick, the question for you here live on Fox Sports Radio is, could myself and four wind puppets outside a car dealership score 86 points against the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, what do you think? Well, that's why I asked you. You're the, you're the coach. You're the expert. You know this stuff. So, again, I say to you, Coach Belichick, would myself and four wind puppets outside a car dealership score 86 points on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Answer the question twice. You haven't, though. That's that's the issue here. That's why we're having this back and forth. And I don't it's know already why. been addressed. It hasn't been addressed. That's why we're touching on it now. And if it has been addressed, this is a new audience. I don't know. It's radio. So, again, final time. This is the final opportunity for you to just answer the question, okay? I know you're at the horse racing event. I get all that. Maybe you're a little hungover. Maybe you're still drinking, and that's fine. It's the off season. You're allowed to do that. But Coach Belichick, would myself and four wind puppets outside a car dealership score 86 points against the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, what do you think? I don't know. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Uh, and you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I uh, do want to welcome in the crew here. Uh, before we get to this, uh, to somebody that deserves a little bit of credit that you guys are going to hate, uh, I do want to welcome in the crew. Ladies and gentlemen, Iowa Sam is in the building, everybody. Our technical producer here at Fox Sports Radio, Iowa Good Sam. the last drop. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Belichick, man. He only, he's, you know, he only says like four things ever. That's you know, fine. Listen, uh, how does he even coach the team? I mean, he only had he only says like four things. Yeah, you you do what you, you do what you're great at. You know, Hulk yeah. Hogan had like three moves, and he's the most famous wrestler of all time. So true. you just gotta you simplify, know, simplify, yeah, simplify. It's, it's always better that way. Yeah, so uh, so Iowa Sam is here. By the way, Iowa Sam greeted me. Uh, I I put a picture out there on uh, on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I walked in. And he greeted me with a whoopee cushion on my chair. <laughs> and <laughs> subtly hidden under a handkerchief. I know. And, I, uh, I, it wasn't I so obvious. It, yeah. you, you could see it from space. Very subtle. Yeah, right? it wasn't I, so obvious. It looked, uh, like, uh, it looked like the Astrodome or something. Yes, yeah. and, uh, and a note attached to it that said, please have a seat courtesy of Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> okay. Just very, inviting you in. Very believable hijinks yeah, here exactly. on, uh, on Overnight Radio. There you go. Um, there you go. No wonder we're buried in the middle of the night on the weekends. <laughs> Uh, Mike Mayer is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. A great block by Mike Mayer, number 60. I was trying to figure out where the joke was there because I totally knew you'd get it. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting, <laughs> Sam. You're not the you're not the king. You're not the king of subtlety, man. You, you really don't know uh, where to plant your praise. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to call Sam out on something later in the hour. All right, oh, later great. in the hour, I'm going to call him out on something because I believe him to be a fraud. All right, so I'm going to make a note of that so I don't forget. I'm going to I'm going to make a note of this so I don't forget. I'm going to call Sam out later on in the hour because he is a fraud regarding something we have discussed on the show before. Something. All right, that's it. All right, can't wait. Uh, and Ralph Irvin, the most violent man in sports talk radio, is here, folks. No cowboy Aloha, hat, brother. No cowboy hat, but he's got a backwards. Is that an Oakland Athletics hat there, Ralph? It is. Nice. Did you pull that from uh, the septic tank when the uh, toilets overflowed there at the O.co? <laughs> You know, the, the toilets overflow at Dodger Stadium, too, but no one seems to bring that up. Uh, so it looks like they're still overflowing, to be honest with you, the way that team's played. Sorry, that was a little harsh. I apologize. Uh, so, yeah, the whole crew is here. 
And uh, we'll be riding shotgun with me until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so um, I always I always tend to, because I know from personal experience how hard it is when you have something that you really enjoy or have something that you feel like you worked really hard for and you lost it. Okay, now there are different circumstances that come along with that that can that can cause things to to slip away or cause things to 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 go away or for you to lose whatever it is and, and it could be look financial issues could come up uh, personal issues it could be because of somebody else um, it could be self inflicted whatever but when you're a guy okay or or a gal and when you are on top. Okay, or you go from having something you worked so hard for and you lose it, regardless of how it happens, it's a humbling experience. You can't help but be humbled by going through that. It's difficult. And so I remember when I had worked my ass off for this job in the South, all right, this this radio gig startup station, and I worked my ass off. And I finally got this job. It was my first real full-time opportunity in radio, hosting a show, doing anch- uh, sports anchoring. It's small station, so you got to learn how to do everything. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. Left my friends and family, left it all, went cross-country, and the whole goal was, all right, this is, gonna, uh, this is a great opportunity, and it will lead to other great opportunities. And then the station closed down, and it was gone. And I was devastated. Because I had worked so hard for it, and I just thought to myself, man, is that it? And so I was doing anything I could to to, to try and make money on the side. Um, I did laundry for a friend for 20 bucks. I did, you name it, I, I just did all these random jobs and, and kept applying and trying to get into radio, you know, back into radio and all this stuff, and I just couldn't get the opportunity. And then finally I decided... I would rather have one foot in than both feet out. And so I took an opportunity at Fox at a much, much lower level than what I was doing before. And the people that gave me the opportunity and gave me the chance and hired me were surprised that I was even interested in that position. And again, my whole thought was, I'm not going to have an ego. I'm not going to be too proud for this. I'm not going to think that I'm better than the job just because I came from something that was considered a higher position and on air and all the other stuff to go along with it. To me, my whole thought process went from, I'm looking for perfect. Instead of that, it went from, I'd rather have one foot in than both feet out. And that's the mindset I've always had since. So like when people trash me or they rip me for, oh, you work in the middle of the night or you work on weekends and you're just a fill-in host during the week and you'll, and it's all the same people that get offended because I, I say that their team's going to go six and ten instead of seven and nine and they get angry and want to call me out on. I, that's why none of that stuff bothers me because I have been to the very very bottom. I understand what that's like and that's why I appreciate every opportunity. Every chance I get, and I don't take it for granted, and I'll never be too good for it or too proud for it. I will never do it. I made that promise to myself years and years ago because I realized how lucky I was to even get an opportunity, and I realize that still today. And so you have to be humbled in order to get to that point. And so I got to give... And you don't have to, and we can bring up the past, and we can bring up all the other situations and and circumstances out there, but I got to give Johnny Manziel some credit. I got to give the guy credit. 
Manziel announced that he was signing with the CFL on Saturday. And here was Manziel making the announcement. I'm just excited to be another one of the guys. You know, I know there's a lot of hype around. I know there's a lot of cameras in here. But for me, you know, uh, I'm humbled to be here. I'm very excited to be here. Um, and this isn't just a pit stop for me. You know, I'm not just coming here to, to get what I need and go back down to the NFL. Uh, you know, for me, I've signed into this uh, for the long haul for two years, and I'm here to make the most of it, and that, that is what it is. So, you know, hopefully the guys uh, give me a chance to get in the locker room, meet everybody, and, and see what kind of person I really am because, you know, what you hear sometimes isn't always what it is in person. I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm happy with every little single thing that's going on, sitting at this table, wearing this shirt, being a part of this organization with a lot of history, you know, 15 Grey Cup championships, you know, a, a lot of history here. Um, and, and that's all I want to do is come in and help contribute to help this team win in whatever capacity that is. That's all I really care about. And so what, how well he's going to play, the CFL is a different game, um, different offenses and all that stuff. How well he's going to play, I have no idea. And he's going to be a part of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But the whole point being, it would be so easy for that guy to hold out and say, I'm better than that job. I'm a Heisman Trophy winner. I'm a first-round draft pick. I'm way better than all that. I'm going to hold out for something bigger. You know, I'm too good for this place, man. I played big-time college football in the SEC. I'm not going to play in Canada in front of half-empty stadiums. No, 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 not for me. I'm not doing it. It would be so easy for him to do it. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't talk about wanting to play, or he didn't have people in the media try and tell everybody how much he really wanted to play but wasn't getting an opportunity, and I think we know who I'm talking about. He said, all right, I want to play. And I want to play so badly that I'm going to go get uncomfortable, humble myself, and go play in Canada because, to me, it's better having one foot in than two feet out. And I give the guy credit for it. And I'd rather have a guy I know wants to play than a guy who's only willing to play on his terms. And it's just one of these situations where when you're desperate, you can either check your ego at the door or you can continue to believe that you're greater than you really are. You can either look at your situation and be honest about it, or you can look at your situation and deny it to yourself all you want. Johnny Manziel decided, I'd rather have one foot in than two feet out. And whether this results in him returning to the NFL or or whatnot, I have no idea. But as far as this move goes and his decision to go, I give that guy a ton of credit. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, up next, this so there was a major story that came out in sports over this past week. All right, I'm going to explain it to you because I'll explain how it impacts an entire sport a sport that could potentially be dying. All right, find out what that is coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. You talk about Johnny Manziel. You forget that he played in the Spring League last month as well, so doing what he needed to do to get back into the game. Speaking of getting back into the game, well, how about the Cleveland Cavaliers? Hill, going to wheel one right side of Love. He finds LeBron back to her, and he hammers up a reverse dunk as he left Morris standing behind. WTAM and the Cavaliers radio network with the call as Cleveland's a 116-86 winner over Boston. Cavaliers still trail in the series two games to one, six Cavs. 
scored in double figures in that win. Tampa Bay, a 3-2 winner over Washington in the NHL. The Lightning have won three straight games, now lead the Eastern Conference Finals three games to two. Game six will be on Monday. Game five in the Western Conference between Vegas and Winnipeg. Oh, it's going to take place in about 11 and a half hours. The Vegas Golden Knights, 3-1 leaders in that series. I'm sure we'll have more on them later on in the show. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the Diamonds, James Paxton, a complete Game 3 hitter. He struck out 8 as Seattle was a 7-2 winner over Detroit. Sergio Romo gets his first career start in Tampa Bay, their sixth straight win, 5-3 over the Angels. And the Yankees, 8-3 over Kansas City. Atlanta, 8-1 winners over Miami. They've won eight of their last 11 games. Now, back to Jonas Knox. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, Jonas Knox coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, I'm going to call out a member of the show who I believe to be a fraud. Uh, That'll be done in about 10 to 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Huh? Yeah. It's got to happen, man. Got to air out some grievances here on the air. We, we don't like to hide anything from anybody, so that's why we do uh, we do this stuff all on the air. So that's going to go down about 10 to 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right, so we talked a little bit about this on the show yesterday, just about the idea of sports betting uh, now becoming legal in, in, in the U.S. And, and just what the impact will be and, and whether there'll be betting booths at, at stadiums and all the other stuff to go along with. And there's, there's so many things to figure out and so many things that are going to be affected by it that I don't think we all really understand the ramifications. All right? So instead of getting into a conversation about what the future is going to look like when I don't even know what the future is going to look like, I, I wanted to sort of welcome in people that are just the newbies, all right? That's what I want to do. Like you youngsters out there, the newbies, the people that are going to be introduced to this new world, all right? This new world that's a lot of fun, but can be very dangerous, all right? And it's a world called sports betting. Now, one of the hardest things to do is hit a parlay. So if you are out there and you know what a parlay is and you know what betting is, trust me, this this is relatable to an entire sport, okay? Because an entire sport right now needs a parlay. So here's what a parlay is. If you were to bet on one team to win a game, it would pay out X amount of dollars. But if you do a parlay, it's when you bet on multiple things at the same time. The problem is you need for all of those multiple things to happen in order for you to get paid. Now the payout is greater, but the likelihood of all those things winning or all those bets winning for you that you placed money on, the likelihood of that happening is not not very high. That's why it's called a parlay. That's why it, it pays out more than just a standard bet. And so... The reason I bring this up is because I have dealt with losing a parlay before. I know what it's like. I can remember, and I've talked about this on the air, but it's been a while. I was a bar back 
slash busboy at TGI Fridays. And I remember placing a bet on a parlay. Okay, this is a parlay bet. And I believe this might have been LeBron James's rookie year, maybe his second year in the league. I, I forget, but really, really early on in his career. And he was playing the Orlando Magic. The Cavs were playing the Orlando Magic. And the bet that I placed was a parlay. Now, I got greedy. I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to go with a parlay. And so the bet, it was a Friday night. And the bet was Cavs plus two and a half. So they're getting two and a half points. And the over-under was 200 or 200 and a half. Something like that. So I'm kind of monitoring what's happening in the game, but the whole time I'm walking around with a bus tub, a spray bottle, and napkins to clean up after people. It's busy on a Friday night, and it's like the fourth quarter, and I'm starting to feel good about things because it's a low-scoring game at this point. The Cavs are clearly ahead, and so I'm starting to feel really good about it. All of a sudden, Orlando starts to make a comeback in the fourth quarter. Long story short, gets down to 10 seconds left in the game. Now remember... The bet I have is Cavs plus two and a half and the and the under of 200. Gets down to about 10 seconds left in the game, and the score is Cleveland 100, Orlando 97. So I'm winning my plus two and a half. I look really good there, but I can't allow any more than two points or else... I'm going to lose my over-under bet as well, too. And when I lose one of the two bets, I lose them both. You need a parlay. Tracy McGrady, at the buzzer, attempts a three and misses. They call a foul. He goes to the free throw line. He hits all three free throws. The game goes into overtime, hits the over, and I lose my parlay. And I remember staring up at the TV and looking over to my buddy and saying, I have just worked this entire shift for free. I have just worked not only this shift, but Saturdays and Sundays because they called a foul on a three. And I never did it again. I, cu- I couldn't deal with it. It was so disheartening that I couldn't deal with it. So the reason I bring that up is parlays are really hard. But imagine if your entire business and your entire success and publicity for your business was based on a parlay. That exact same situation, and you needed that, or else everything else was a wash. Just imagine that. That's what horse racing is. Like, let's let's all think about what horse racing really is. If you don't have a triple crown, nobody's talking about you. Nobody nobody's having a conversation. The only way for you to get a triple crown is to win the first two races. So it makes no sense for you to win the first race and then lose the second race or have another horse win it because it, then it makes the third race uh, irrelevant. doesn't matter anymore. That's what horse racing is. So everybody's waiting around. And if you wonder why people are really stressed out, if you wonder why uh, people that cover horse racing, people in the business were really stressed out on Saturday, here's why, courtesy of NBC. 
It is Justify in front. Good magic on the outside. Tenfold. Justify. He's unstoppable. He won the Preakness. Bravazzo was second. Tenfold was third. Good magic was fourth. And a final time of 1 minute 55 and 4 foot seconds. Not even the fog could stop him. The relief was because they realized their entire sport and their entire business is relying on a parlay. It's not just about one race. It's not even just about two races. It's a three-race parlay. The hardest thing is to get the first two, and then if they're in the running for a triple crown in the third race, you're set. You're good to go. But just imagine that every single year, You've got to deal with that just to keep your sport relevant. Like I uh, Listen, I love going to the track. It's one of my favorite places to go because if you ever feel like your life is in a dead end, just show up at a horse track, close your eyes, spin around three times, and I guarantee you you're going to see another guy who's got it worse. Trust me. Like, trust me, that, 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 is a, that is an exercise I recommend to make you feel better about your current situation. But the entire sport is dependent on on a parlay. You need multiple things to happen in order for anybody to give a crap about your sport. And so you're watching, and, and I love watching the races, and, and they're, it's short, and you're done with it quick, and you, and you see what happens, and it's, it's exciting, and the race on Saturday was fun to watch, and all that stuff, and it was rainy, and it was muddy, and all that, and that's great. But just think about what it would be like Every single day you went into work knowing you had to hit a parlay. Not just win a bet, you had to hit a parlay. That's the state of horse racing. I don't know how anybody could feel good about that. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Up next... Uh, A member of the show has been exposed as a fraud, an absolute fraud. Um, Plus, there is somebody who feels really good about their job in the world of sports. I'll tell you who that is next on FSR. Horse meat sandwich out there. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You know, you learn something new. Every day here on the show, I had no idea. This is unbelievable. A guy writes in, I was just talking about how in horse racing, you need a parlay to hit. You need uh, two things to happen in order for the third to even mean anything. And so a guy writes in, well, let me ask you you guys this. Uh, let's go around the room. We're going to go around the room here real quick. So we will go around the room. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys. If you if somebody asked you what the Super Bowl of horse racing is, Sam, what would be your answer? I guess the Kentucky Derby. Okay. Yeah. Mike Mayer, Super Bowl of horse racing. I was going to say the Kentucky Derby as well. Ralph Irvin, Super Bowl of horse racing. I would actually say the Breeders' Cup, but that's a calendar thing. You 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 are you are on to something here because a guy writes in um uh on Twitter and says the Breeders' Cup races are considered the Super Bowl of horse racing. But I guess you didn't know that. 
And he's he's got a point there with two things. One, I did not know that. Now, I don't happen to agree, nor does anybody else uh, walking the face of planet Earth. But Except me. Uh, secondly, uh, I don't care. I, just, I don't care. Like, I don't care! Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't care, man. Like, I don't. I don't give a rip about the Breeders' Cup. Good Christ, man! Why is everybody so sensitive? I'm. I'm sorry if I wasn't <laughs> super nice about your favorite sport. I'm sorry if you're one of the degenerate gamblers who I talked about that. Uh, that you've got cigarette burns in your clothes. You got a folded up race day program in your back pocket. <laughs> Uh, you're yelling out, come on four, come on four, come on four, gambling your kid's allowance. Like, I, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, again, in, in the famous words of Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive, <laughs> I don't care. 877-99 on Fox, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, we can go ahead and calm down on the Kyrie Irving is gone from Boston routine that's been making the rounds. Anybody watch Terry Rozier last few games? Since about the first game against the Philadelphia 76ers, Terry Rozier has uh, has pretty much come back down to earth. So we can go ahead and we can, we can close out those thoughts and the hot takes on get rid of Kyrie Irving, uh, let Terry Rozier uh, take over here, uh, uh, trade Kyrie Irving now, get something for him, he's damaged goods, blah, 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 blah. Listen, Terry Rozier is a really nice player. He's a luxury player. Uh, he's probably a starter on a lot of teams around the NBA, but he's not Kyrie Irving. And you're seeing it play out the longer the playoffs go. You, you see this to where the honeymoon phase wears out. Um, it, it's why I'm fascinated to see if Nick Foles starts out next year, if Carson Wentz is going to be 100%, and Nick Foles starts out next year, how that's going to look. Because the honeymoon phase wears out. And usually when you're a backup, it's for a reason. And it doesn't mean that that Terry Rozier is a bad player. I think he's a great player. He's really good for that team. He saved him in a lot of spots. He's come up clutch in a lot of areas. But on an every game basis, Kyrie Irving is miles ahead of Terry Rozier. And that's just a reality. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. All right, so so I need to call somebody out here. They've been exposed as a fraud. Iowa Sam put a whoopee cushion on my chair when I walked into work, uh, into the studio. There was a whoopee cushion on the chair. And um, I need to call Sam out on something. You you have said that you're a big fan of hijinks. You yeah. love stuff like that. Pranks. Hullabaloo. Yeah, pranks, all of it. You're a big fan of it. Sure. We discussed this on the air. We've discussed it off the air multiple times. Oh, I know where you're going. Multiple times mm-hmm. over the past couple of months. Where is the fake dog crap <laughs> you were going to purchase for the studio? Because I haven't uh, seen it. Oh, you know, I haven't gotten it yet. I haven't gotten it. And you're calling me. Yeah, you're right. Calling me out on it. That's a, that's unbelievable, man. I know. <laughs> like, it really it's a it's it's a disappointment. You can you can make elaborate signs that say "Please have a seat," courtesy of Fox Sports Radio, and forge a signature on the bottom of it. But God forbid, I ask you to hold your word. I ask you to be a professional broadcaster and to bring in fake dog crap from time to time. So we've got some proof behind a theory I have had for quite some time. All right, so we've got actual proof, and I'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
You can uh, find the show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83, on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are taking part in the program, we always appreciate a few minutes of your time. And we do it all live every single week at this time from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I was talking about this earlier that uh, Saturday's game between Cleveland and Boston was was awful. Uh, If you're a Cav fan, you feel better about the series. Uh, if you're a Celtic fan, you're very concerned. It, it's it's just sort of the knee-jerk reaction to what the playoffs are, the postseason. Um, on a, on a on a larger scale, as far as magnitude goes, it's it's what makes the NFL fun, but frustrating to cover during the year because you've got a week in between games most of the time, which means a week to overanalyze and overreact. And and a hot take it to death results in NFL games, and then six or seven days later, sometimes fewer, uh, the complete opposite of what you've been talking about happens the previous game, and then there we are having to go back and backtrack and all that stuff. Like so, covering the NFL, you just sort of realize the whole Monday morning quarterback term. That's how that goes. When it comes to the NBA, sort of like that, you can overreact to one game to the next, whatever. But I was saying this earlier that if you watch that game on Saturday, Cleveland was by far and away the better team, more energy, uh, uh, seemed like they they really wanted it more. They had to have it more. They were more physical. Uh, They were great from three. Um, They were the better shooting team. They looked better prepared, better coached, all of it. Just clearly a better team. But... My bigger point on all of that is is not to overreact on a single game that I think a lot of people are going to do. It's to just sort of point out a major flaw that the that the NBA has. And I was saying this earlier that I love the NBA, I love the NBA playoffs, but you get at least one or two of these in every single playoff series in the NBA to where you've got just a complete wipeout and a bad basketball game. And I think part of the reason that it happens is because of the seven-game series, it's a built-in procrastination. And so the example I used earlier is when you were younger and it was a Friday and your teacher gave you homework to do over the weekend, when did you usually do the homework? On Sunday night. Like That's how... NBA teams and players, that's how it feels like they approach some of these series to where they go, well, you know, uh, Game Seven's a long time from now, or, or you know, it, it, uh, we, we can afford to lose a game by 30 here and there. Ah, don't even worry about it. Like, there's no real sense of urgency early on because of the seven-game series. And so I, I, I see it, and, and you just you got to call it what it is, man. The NBA delivers more bad games in the postseason than they do good games. That's just a fact. That's that's a reality. Okay? Don't think that this is just cranky weekend overnight sports guy trying to invent things to talk about because uh, he doesn't want to dive back into whether or not the Kentucky Derby is a big event or, or who knows. Like, there are actual numbers that back up what I'm telling you. You get more bad games in the NBA playoffs than you do good games, and that's a problem.
Okay? Like, I don't like to talk a lot of numbers on the show. I was given a great piece of advice a long time ago from a boss who said, stories, not stats. On TV, it works. You can put up graphics. You can do uh, all sorts of things. But on the radio, a lot of numbers, it's just kind of like, like, tell me a story. You know, find me something interesting. And so I don't do a lot of numbers on the show. If you listen to the show, I don't do a lot of numbers. But I, I wanted to know if what I thought was happening was actually happening. So I went back and I did the research. And I went game by game, series by series. All right? If you think that I'm just overreacting to the bad basketball in the NBA playoffs, chew on this. There have been 69 games in the NBA playoffs so far. 51 of them have been decided by three possessions or more. 74% of the games that you have watched in the NBA playoffs haven't been close. 41 of those 69 games that have taken place in the NBA playoffs so far have been decided by double digits. That means that 60% of the games you have watched have been complete blowouts. I'm not making this up, man. All right? I did the research. I went back and looked. 74% of games so far in the playoffs have been decided by three possessions or more. How can anybody tell me that that's okay or that's acceptable? It's not, man. And it's why I'm telling you, when you give people built-in procrastination opportunities... I don't even know if that's proper English, but whatever. If you give somebody a built-in opportunity to procrastinate, they'll use it. We all do. The original idea I had when I uh, threw this out there was, okay, why don't we, uh, in the NBA playoffs, how about 3-5-7-7? Right? What about a three-game series to open up the first round, five in the second round, uh, seven in the conference finals, seven in the NBA finals? And... I get that the owners wouldn't want it because it's less games. They don't make as much revenue. I get all that. And that's why whenever I bring this up or I talk about this, I do it with the understanding that it's never going to happen. Right? It's, it's never going to happen. There are certain things that are just not going to happen. All right? Like I would love for uh, a Sasquatch to walk into the studio right now and sit here and do a line of blow off the desk. I would. I would just want to see it. But that's not going to happen. All right? I, I would love to see that, and, and I'd love to be here to witness that, to go, what the hell is going on here? But that's not ever going to happen. So I acknowledge that this is the equivalent of that. Owners are never going to sign off on fewer games in the postseason because they make way too much money. So I get all that. All right? Now, media and fans, you guys wouldn't want it because the media and fans, we want more basketball. We've got to have more basketball. And a lot of it is because nobody wants to talk baseball. And I get that too. Like I, I, I understand it. So we all want more basketball. We want more games. Give us more, 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 more. And all I'm telling you is you got to look at this as quality over quantity. That's where this conversation needs to go. Would you rather marry a 10 or would you rather date five twos?
Would you rather have a thousand pennies or would you rather have a $10 bill? The NBA's been given a spare change for 30-something years. All I'm asking for is a little bit of cash. That's it. Enough with the seven-game series, all right? I'm willing to compromise. I am willing to compromise with, with the NBA. I will sit down with Adam Silver, and I'm willing to compromise with them and say, all right, here's, so, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I will give you seven games in the finals, all right? I'll give you the seven games in the finals. But enough with the seven games the rest of the playoffs. If you want to go 3-5-5 five, and five, or 3-3-5, three, three, and five, that's fine. But enough with the seven games all throughout the playoffs because I'm looking at actual numbers here that are telling me that 74% of the games that we have to sit through are decided by three possessions or more. Okay, That's telling me that guys in the NBA in these situations are looking around going, well, we're a little bit too far behind. Screw it. We'll get him next time. And it's because they have that built-in procrastination. And the only way you solve it is to turn the screws a little bit. Add some excitement immediately. Crank up the pressure from game one. All right, Make a game one loss a bigger deal. Lessen the amount of wiggle room you give somebody. Lessen the margin of error. Like Turn the screws a little bit. And you would see a better playoff. You would see better games. Like I, I know, and, and we can give the NBA credit and say, well, the best team wins every time. All right, I mean, come on, man. Like, how many of these series have actually gone seven games? Two? I think Boston, Milwaukee, and Cleveland, Indiana were the only two that have gone seven games. So, like, if they're not going seven games already, what are we wasting our time for? The only difference is turning up the heat on some of these teams. And for everybody out there that that doesn't like tanking in the NBA and criticize tanking and said, oh, look at Phoenix, they tanked and got the number one pick in the draft lottery. Guess what happens? Less teams tank in this playoff format too. Because now they go, oh, so I don't have to beat a team four times. All I got to do is beat them two in the first round and three in the... You know what? There's nothing guaranteed in the draft lottery. Let's try and go get this final playoff spot. I'm I'm telling you, like it, it it makes all the sense in the world, but because people want more, 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 and they're focused on the number and they're focused on the quantity, they're not paying t- attention to the quality. And the quality of these NBA playoffs so far and the numbers show have been crap. Period. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Uh, you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Up next, something happened in the world of sports on Saturday. And because of that, you will now pay more attention to the following. I'll tell you what that is next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Slipknot, Sam, by the way, those of you listening on the podcast right now, uh, you will not hear this song because we can't play the music on the podcast, but uh, Sam's playing a Slipknot song. This are, is correct. Are they the most famous band from Iowa? Oh, by and large, probably, yes. Are there any other bands that have come from Iowa? Uh, I believe, 
I could be wrong here, but I believe the lead singer of the band Fun Exclamation Point is from oh. Iowa. But that's not even a band. That's one person. What about uh, Caitlyn Jenner and the Heartbreakers? They came from. Yeah, they're they're from Iowa. But they I, didn't they. they but they uh, <laughs> they changed their uh, they changed their name. I don't, um, I don't know what you're talking to about. just be more relatable to uh, to Iowa. So they call themselves Caitlyn and the Crop Circles. Exactly. Yes. Is that, uh, yep. You can see them at uh, <laughs> you can see them in Cedar Falls on <laughs> May 29th. at a silo near you. At a silo near you. Exactly. I have no idea where that came from. I don't either. But yes, <laughs> Slipknot's probably the most famous band, at least metal band, to come out of oh, Absolutely. Man. This show's going off the rails in a hurry. Uh, by the way, a uh, guy wrote in on Twitter and said, uh, it only happens on a couple of other shows, but he can't listen to my crappy show anymore. Time for music. So I helped him out, and I attached a link to iHeartRadio, where he can listen to Fox Sports Radio there. So, there. I mean, listen. I mean, if you're a fan of music, I mean, we're playing the hits here, baby. Come on now. Um, I mentioned that there are certain things that I'd like to see happen, but they're just not going to happen. So, when I recommended that the NBA change their playoff format, I acknowledge that that's never going to happen. Just, it's not going to happen. And so I said, like, listen, I'd, I'd love for a Sasquatch to walk into the studio and do a line of blow off the desk right to my right. I'd love for that to happen. It's just not going to happen. I just want to see my life. Buddy. I want I want to see what that looks like. And uh, a guy writes in on Twitter. You want a Sasquatch to do a line of coke off the desk in your studio? OK, I'll call Lamar Odom. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh man! <laughs> uh, you could you couldn't script this if you wanted to. Wow! All right. Uh, Be careful. Uh, yeah, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the phone number. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. We are going to play pro wrestler or porn star coming up less than ten minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you want to be a part of pro wrestler or porn star. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. It's the hottest game show on all of sports talk radio. So that'll be coming up here less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we talked about, so Johnny Manziel is signed with Hamilton of the CFL. And I listen, I give the guy credit because he was in a situation where he had to humble himself. Now, I, I know look the domestic violence stuff that can't, like, Listen, there's a lot about that that I don't know yet, so I'm not going to point a bunch of fingers and and say, well, this happened. And that. I mean, there's so much about that that I don't know. And, and like you talk to enough people, and I've talked to so many of his teammates who have all said, great guy. Like they love Manziel. Like all of them love the guy. But he got into his addiction and he got caught up in all that. And um, like I, I was talking with a couple of buddies who were in Vegas at a – just at a pool party, they had a cabana at a pool, and Manzel walked up to him and just started hanging out with him just by himself. And they could tell he was just. And that's when it was Manzel, and he looked really skinny and frail, and it, he basically looked like E.T. in the creek. You know, the part, except uh, his chest wasn't, uh, wasn't glowing. 
So like it, it uh, you know, it was it was a bad time for Manziel, but I do give the guy credit. He was on top of of what he perceived his football world. Heisman Trophy winner, superstar in college, went to the NFL, first round draft pick, got knocked on his ass, and he came back and said, "Listen, I want to play." And if it means I'm going to have to go play somewhere where it's considered inferior to to the NFL, then I'm willing to do it because that's how badly I want to play. So I give him credit for that. Anybody can relate to that. Like Anybody should be able to relate to Manziel doing this. Everybody's had to work a side job that they weren't proud of or... You know, it's it it's not the the best thing to do. It's it's not the, the easiest thing to do to have to work extra jobs, but you do it. I mean, Christ, I, I was an on air host in Charleston, South Carolina, and washing dishes at night in a restaurant. <laughs> like, like just imagine that walking into a kitchen and them going, "Hey, weren't you on the radio this morning?" <laughs> it's like, yeah. But this is a really small market, and uh, you know they don't pay uh, diddly squat. So here I am, and uh, I've got to work an extra job. And and you just when you go through that stuff, and and you see how, and you're willing to hold on to it that desperately, it makes you appreciate it more. And so I, I give the guy credit. He's humbling himself. He's going back. You know, wants to play football, and he's willing to play at what is perceived to be an inferior football product. And here's the other thing. Tell me you're not going to tune in to watch Hamilton Tiger Cat games in the CFL. I mean, look, I used to I used to fancy myself a CFL insider. Not really, but I know two teams, and uh, I saw the Doug Flutie of football life, but I'm tuning in. That's going to be fun. And so if you're Hamilton, if you're the CFL, you got to be ecstatic. Can't wait. You gotta you gotta be excited about this because there's been a couple of players over the past I want to say 10, 15 years who have come around and they've had this aura around them, this aura. And the two guys I can think of are Tebow and Manzel, and they could not be further from what the other is. They could not be more opposite. But those guys came with a certain level of you know, just a, a reputation and and the circus and everything that goes along with it. And there's pros and cons to that. Like the the pros are you're going to get opportunities and you're going to get more opportunities in other places. Maybe not the ideal spot in the NFL, but you're going to get more opportunities in those places than maybe some other people would because of the name that that it carries. The con to that is there's a circus and. Some teams and some people may not want to deal with it, but if you're the CFL, you're ecstatic about this. And if you're if you're listening in Canada on TSN right now and you go to Hamilton Tiger by the way, I have no idea Hamilton's in Ontario. I believe it's in Ontario. Is that a uh, if we could get a province check? Is that what they're called provinces in uh, in Canada? Uh if we could get a province check on uh, on where Hamilton is, I believe that's in Ontario, same place that uh, Toronto is. Uh let's go live. Uh, let's go live to our Canadian province insider, a man who is currently dressed as the Mountie of WWE fame, uh, Ralph Urban. Ralph? Good evening, eh? Good e- Thank you. Hamilton is in Ontario. There it is. See, I'm, a, uh, I'm an expert, Ralph. Yay. I'm an expert. Yeah, it's called uh, province, right? Sure. Yeah. I've been to Ontario. No. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah, I fished there. 
Yeah, it's about 40 miles east. What's the uh, weather like in uh, in Ontario, Sam? I mean, it's cold as hell for about eight months and then really gorgeous for three months. You ever been to Ontario in California? I have not. Yeah. Probably a lot different. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the armpit of a dead body. My favorite place to be. Yeah, it is awful. Absolutely awful. They've got one arena there that people go to uh, to watch boxing events. <laughs> it's like, what... What an awful place to Yay. be. So that'll conclude our uh, our Canadian province talk here on Fox Sports Radio for the next 25 years. 877-99 on Fox, the phone number, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-996-6369. That's an important number, and here's why. Every single week on this show, we play a little game called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. All right? It's where we go around the country, and we're going to give two people an opportunity to showcase their skills in what many have called the hottest game show in the history of sports talk radio. If you want to be a part of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, 877-99 on Fox is the number for you. That is coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas, and we do begin in the NBA, where Cleveland was a 116-86 winner over Boston. The Celtics still lead that series two games to one. There were six Cavaliers scoring in double figures, and the team was 17-34 from three-point range in the win. It'll be game three of the Western Conference Finals. Houston playing at Golden State. That'll be later today, 8 o'clock Eastern. The ball will go up in the air. Justify the winner at the Preakness Stakes. They'll go, or the horse will go for the Triple Crown at the Belmont. That'll be June 9th. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience on the Diamonds. Seattle, a 7 2 win over Detroit. James Baxton. He already threw a no hitter this year. He threw a complete game three hitter with eight strikeouts in the win. The Dodgers took a pair from Washington, 4-1 and 5-4. L.A. has now won three straight games. And Jonas, Tampa Bay skated to a 3-2 win over Washington. They take a three games to two series lead. Consider they fell down 0-2 in that series. That's quite the comeback. Speaking of which, nothing gets the crowd more excited than the return of a great sports entertainer, Ornadort Starlet, returning to the spotlight. And with that, let's just call it a comeback edition of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot going on here. Uh, many things are happening here. So uh, we, we're we're trying to keep it all together here on Fox Sports Radio. I don't know. Is everybody drunk? Were people drinking? Uh, I know Sam is, but everybody else uh, get liquored up before the show because I feel like everybody's just kind of all over the place, myself included. Um, so here we go. Uh, all right, so uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier right now. It's time for this. Is it a pro wrestler? Or a porn star? Genitalia, I love that. You have an affection for Big Mac. Time to guess that. Yeah. <laughs> Every single week at this time, we go around the country, we go around the universe to find out who the hell wants to showcase their knowledge in either pro wrestling, porn, or both. If you doubt the popularity of this game, I dare you to call 877-99-ON-FOX, 877-996-6369. You will get a busy signal. 
That's a thousand phone lines filled to the brim of everybody who wants in on the hottest game show on Sports Talk Radio. But it's time to pick our two. Let's first go out to uh, let's go to line number seven hundred and seventeen, where Jason is listening in Ottawa here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason, what's happening? Not much, man. Just super excited for the upcoming CFL season and weekly reports. Uh, now, Jason, uh, that's is that big news for the CFL, Johnny Manziel? I imagine that's a a big a big get for the CFL, correct? Absolutely. It's going to be the hottest ticket in 10 every time when he rolls in, for sure. Uh, now, he's got to, when he goes to Montreal, he's got to check out Club Supac Sex on St. Catherine Street. Oh, good God. Uh, that, just, that just sounds hot. I, I think I'm, uh, I'm a little buzzed just hearing the name. Speaking now, the knees, for sure. Uh, yeah, now, now uh, Jason, uh, this, is, this is what an expert I am when it comes to CFL, Canadian Football right. League. Uh, the team in Ottawa is called the Red Blacks, correct? That is correct, Jonas. How about that? And I didn't even look that up. I did not even cheat. I didn't pull a uh, a Ben Maller or a Tom Looney and Google search that. That's actual knowledge there. Uh, also, I think I lost money on him at one point. Uh, all right, so we've got Jason in Ottawa listening uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's go out to Tempe, Arizona, a wild place, especially around graduation time, where Cassidy is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Cassidy, what's happening? What's happening, Jonas? You tell me. Oh, no, just uh, living in Tempe, living the life, you know, beautiful weather, beautiful women, you know, originally from Iowa, Kirk Ferentz, go Hawkeyes. All right, there he is, yeah, you and Iowa Sam, you and Sam probably wouldn't get along too well, he's a Cyclone fan. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, you know what I mean, Uh, Cyclone girls aren't trash, trash gets taken out. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! That is uh, how about that for? I mean, a little early to start the uh, the the Big Ten, Big Twelve trash talk in Iowa, Ooh, isn't it, guys? Be, it's gonna be a battle. Good this, this, God. Uh, this September. Can't wait. <laughs> so what? So what's that again, Cassidy? What's the uh, what? What do they say about Iowa State women? Is that? Uh... Yeah. Women are trash. The trash gets picked up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, and you wonder why. College football is what it is. You guys are savages. Um, all right. Um, by the way, I happen to think, uh, where's Iowa State? Is it Ames, Iowa? That is correct. Yeah, I happen to think the uh, women of Ames are quite gorgeous. So I, I do not, uh, I do not uh, subscribe to Cassidy's opinion there. Uh, all right, so here we go. Uh, we've got Cassidy and Tempe. We've got Jason in Ottawa here on Fox Sports Radio. I have got a list of names. It's either going to be the name of a pro wrestler or it's going to be the name of a porn star. I'm going to start with Jason. I'm going to go over to Cassidy. If we are tied at the end of this list, we go to sudden death overtime. Easy enough? Yeah, yeah let's get it on. Now, who's calling from the middle of an F3 tornado uh, right now that I hear a bunch of noise in the background, a bunch of wind? Is there debris flying? Well, what do we got? That could be me. I turned it down. All right. Uh, so, Cassidy, where are you, man? Oh, I'm actually driving right now to go see this girl, you know. I mean, it's late night. You know how right. I do it. Well, hey, listen, uh, I'm sure she'll think very highly of you uh, calling into a radio show at 3.30 in the morning, uh, Iowa time. Uh, what is it, 2.30 in the morning in Arizona now? You guys now are at 1.40 in the morning. Oh, okay, so yeah, uh, that's normal. Yeah, one forty in the morning talking about porn and pro wrestling. There's That's, that's, that's definitely doable here. All right, so here we go. Jason in Ottawa, you are first up here on Fox Sports Radio. You ready for this? Yes, sir. All right, Jason in Ottawa. First up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, the name for you is Justin Sane. 
pro wrestler or a porn star? Hmm. Justin Shane. Uh, I'm going to go. Ooh, that is incorrect. Yeah, that is incorrect. Little play on words there. Uh, first name Justin, last name Sane. S A I N. You know, like uh, oh, that guy's Shane. just uh, just okay. insane. Yeah, you know. So a little play on words there. Uh, so we go over to Cassidy and Tempe on his way to a date at 1.40 in the morning. We all know what that means. Cassidy, uh, the first name up for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Badelli Butland. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Badelli Butland. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say Porn Star. That is correct. That is correct. You are spot on there. Oh, Back over to Jason in Ottawa trying to tie things up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Jason, the name for you here is Filthy the Clown, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Pro Wrestler. That is correct. Uh, that is correct. And by the way, that is a brilliant name. Can we get a round of applause for Filthy the Clown? Whoever thought of that, you are a genius. That is a wonderful, wonderful pro wrestling name. Uh, back over to Cassidy and Tempe we go. Cassidy, the name for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Barb Wire. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Pro Wrestler. That is incorrect. No, Barb Wire. Yeah, short for Barbara is a uh, porn star. Uh, so we are all tied up. So we go back over to Jason in Ottawa. This is pro wrestler, porn star here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason, the name for you here on pro wrestler, porn star is Strokeahannis. That's got to be a porn star. That is correct. Uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that is correct. That is a porn star. So we go back over to uh, Cassidy in Tempe, Arizona here on Pro Wrestler Porn Star. Cassidy, looking to tie things up here. The name for you here is Latin Explosion, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Latin Explosion. I'm on the way to see Strokeahannis right now, actually. But um, Latin Explosion, I'm going to say that is a pro wrestler. That is correct. Oh. That is correct. We are all tied oh, up here. Yeah. This game is starting to, uh, Dios mio, this game is starting to uh, to heat up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. So we go back over to Jason in Ottawa here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Jason, the name for you here is Manslaughter, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. I'm going to go with Pro Wrestler. That is correct. Uh, I can't believe that you had to think about that, Jason. Uh, why would a porn name be Manslaughter? Actually, you know, now that I think about it, it makes a little bit of sense. That, that, I don't that know. actually does make some sense. Uh, so we go over to Cassidy in Tempe, Arizona here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Cassidy, next up for you here is the All Nighters, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The All Nighters. I'm going to have to say Wrestler. That is correct. Tied up again. You guys are on fire. Woo! So we go over to Jason in Ottawa in a key moment in this game here on Pro Wrestler Porn Star. Jason tied with Cassidy here at three apiece. Jason, the next name up for you here to break the tie late is Slinky, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Pro Wrestler. That is incorrect. 
Uh, yeah, that is incorrect. Slinky is a porn star name. Oh, uh, Slinky. I heard Slinky. Uh, yeah, Slinky. You know the old toy, and when you when you recall yeah, yeah. when you recall uh, how that toy moved, you can understand why that would be a uh, preferred porn name for some people. Uh, out there. Nobody on uh, this nobody on this show, trust me. Uh, so over to uh, Cassidy, we go here on uh, Pro Wrestler Porn Star Cassidy. You can win the game here if you get this correct. If you miss it, we go to sudden death overtime. Easy enough. All right, I here we you. go. Here we go. Cassidy and Tempe on Pro Wrestler Porn Star to win the game. Cassidy, the name for you here on Fox Sports Radio. Also found on the iHeartRadio app. Cassidy, to win the game here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Let's go while we're young. <laughs> Benjamin Bratt, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. That is correct. He's done it. He has done it. That is correct. Cassidy has won at the buzzer. Benjamin Bratt is a porn star. And with that, Cassidy in Tempe, Arizona, by way of Iowa, is your winner here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Cassidy, I got to imagine, I mean, regardless of how your date uh, at uh, 2 in the morning works out there in Arizona, I mean, you're already a winner. You go, you go into that thing, you got nothing to lose, correct? You know what, Jonas, right now, I mean, I'm thinking next week, porn star, after this date tonight, you're going to have me on the list. All right, fair enough. That is, uh, that is a lot of information to, to take in here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, but congratulations to uh, Cassidy uh, for the win here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Nasty booty, boy. <laughs> Man, there are probably three or four of these names that are could be all timers. Um, I don't know uh, how you guys feel about Filthy the Clown. I'm a big fan of Filthy the Clown. Um, Latin Explosion is just awesome. Mansla- manslaughter is good, and then of course Strokeahannis. Uh, <laughs> what about the a, Hall of Fame? Belinda yeah. Butt Cheeks or whatever it was. Uh, no, that's actually not even close. To what, what, the what name was, was it again? Belinda Butt Cheeks. <laughs> there was one. That, there was like two B's. You just that that came from somewhere deep inside <laughs> yeah. your disgusting brain. Well, what was the one I was some black soul? A Bedelli Buttland. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> What do you mean? It's not Belinda butt cheeks, what, man. What was the name? Bedelli Buttland. Well, that's not even a Bedelli's like a last name. <laughs> Belinda butt cheeks. Uh, there's another that, name for that you. That came from your subconscious. That you've dreamt or about a fu- that. A future name on pro wrestler. <laughs> you you've dreamt about that yeah, somewhere. That's my a Sigmund w- Freud paper. Uh, my future know, wife's answer. name is Belinda butt cheeks. Oh, about that? that's amazing. All right. Uh, so uh, so you go ahead and uh, tweet in at the Jonas Knox hashtag it pro wrestler porn star and let me know which was your favorite name. Of uh, an illustrious list and a fun game here on this show. Uh, Jonas Knox, 877-99 on Fox. Again on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, coming up next, uh, I had to uh, admit to something. Uh, was rather embarrassing. Uh, a major event, I had to admit to something. I'll tell you what that is next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So, uh, in the Cavs' 30-point wipeout of the Celtics, 
in uh, that awful basketball game, much like many of the NBA playoff games are awful, as we've talked about on the show here, and the numbers prove it. One thing I did notice, and I'm always fascinated by where guys, when when they lose a step or they enter the back end of their career, like who ages gracefully and who doesn't. And I think it's all about how you build to that moment and how you prepare when you get to that spot. And so there was this point in the game where Aaron Baines of the uh, Celtics, their center, tried to back down LeBron James, and LeBron James... <laughs> who plays point guard from time to time, LeBron James just completely out-physicaled him. He's just stronger than him. And Baines is 6'10", 6'11", like 260, 265. And I'm not saying he's an elite center in the league. I'm not saying he's a dominant center or, or somebody you would, would, would take among the top 20 centers in the league, wherever the hell he ranks, if you want to get into rankings, and, and we'll do that uh, in July, and we don't want to talk baseball. But... LeBron just totally out-physicaled him. And I was thinking, what's the next phase of LeBron's career? What's that going to look like? Like, there are certain players, certain athletes, rely only on their athletic ability. And when that goes, they don't age gracefully. And we've talked about it on the show before, to where I'm, I'm curious. I think this offseason for Russell Westbrook is as important of an offseason in his career. And I'm not saying it from a, well, you've got to get players who want to play with you and you may lose Paul George. I'm talking about just individually. Because that guy can't shoot from three, and it's a three-dominant league. What's Russell Westbrook going to look like when all of a sudden he can't rely on his explosiveness to get to the basket, when that's just not there anymore? Then what are you doing? And it's like Cam Newton. Like, I want to see Cam Newton over the next couple of years in his NFL career because he's already starting. If you watch Cam Newton with Carolina, he's already starting to get up a little bit slower and hits. He's already, like, you can tell they're starting to take their toll. You can tell his body's getting worn down. He's been in the league, what, seven, eight years, something like that? Guy's approaching 30. Uh, if not 30, he's in his early 30s. What's the second phase of Cam Newton's career going to look like? Because he's never been an accurate passer. If you look at the numbers, they tell you that. He's never been a guy who's going to go out there and he's going to throw his way to a win. He's going to make plays because he's an athlete and he's amazing. But what's the next phase of his career going to look like? Roy Jones, the boxer. After Roy Jones started losing it a little bit, reflex-wise and speed-wise, what started happening? He started taking naps in the middle of the ring. Guys started catching him. He was going to sleep often. Scary knockouts. Like, I'm looking at LeBron James, and I saw him just D up Aaron Baines, a center, and completely out physical him. And I'm thinking to myself, man, like, I could envision, I could really envision in at some point in LeBron's career where he could squeeze another two years out of his career playing more in the paint and on the low block. I really could. To where there, somebody, uh, uh, the right coach, the right system would find a way to put him in a system to where he's not going to have to worry about playing on the perimeter, driving to the basket, getting into these collisions, and he just works sort of down in the paint. Because I saw him out-physical a guy who's 6'11", 260. 
Why the hell couldn't he do that for five, six more years? 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. Coming up next, uh, the sad truth about a major event in sports here on FSR. So believe it or not, there are multi-million dollar athletes. There are players. There are teams who do something that you did a lot growing up. I'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM, Channel 83. You can find us as well and on every single one of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are right now. We appreciate you taking part in the program. We come to you live here every single week from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, I, I have this this theory. It's called the dirty room theory. And uh, when you're a kid and your mom or your dad would make you go clean your room and uh, they would tell you something like, hey, I, w- I want your room clean before dinner. Something like that. They put a deadline on it. And say dinner was like six hours away. Did you get right in there and start working? Or did you get in there, start looking around, lay down on your bed, stall a little bit longer, and then finally you just decide at some point, yeah, there's too much to do. I don't even know where to start. Because you look at the room in totality. You, I mean, you look at, at, at the entire mess as opposed to maybe cutting the room off into four parts, all right? Do a little bit here, then do the other section here, and this and this. But when you're a kid, you just think about, well, I've got all this time, and there's just so much work here, and yeah, I just don't know if, uh, if I can get this all done. It just seems so daunting. And I wonder if that's kind of how NBA players and I don't want to say coaches, but but maybe NBA players, maybe even fans, maybe you even do it as a fan, look at some of these playoff games to where you get down big in a game and the two things that deter you from wanting to make a comeback and get back into the game is you look at it and go, God, it's 20-something points, it's just so much, when in reality you could cut it off into pieces and say, well, if we pick up eight points here and another six here and this, you know, or, or – uh, Oh man, well it's a seven game series, you know. We don't know uh, the pressure's not really on. We don't have to really, you know, let's just we'll we'll save our energy, we'll get back to it. And we'll try and come out in two days from now and we'll try and win that game. Like I really wonder if that's what happens because it there's gotta be something to why the playoffs have so many of these out, routes and blowouts and awful basketball games. There's gotta be something to it. And I was talking about this earlier. Like, it, it's not, I, I'm not making this up. I went back, I researched it, I looked at, at this entire playoff season. There's been 69 games in the playoffs so far. 51 of them have been decided by three or more possessions, 41 of them have been decided by double digits or more, or, or double digits. That's just not purely coincidence. It's not like, ah, this is just sort of a one-off. You know, these playoffs are different. No, these playoffs actually feel a little bit more competitive, right? 
Doesn't Golden State seem a little bit more vulnerable? Doesn't Cleveland seem a little bit more vulnerable? It's not just these playoffs. This is what the NBA is now. You remember, and this is my favorite, when people think, when they ask you, right, what's what's the most memorable NBA finals that you can think of uh, of the last four or five years? They'll probably go back to Golden State and Cleveland when Cleveland came back from that 3-1 deficit. Like, that'll be the one that they go back to. And it's understandable because when you look at that game, you go, man, that was uh, just an incredible performance by Cleveland to get back into that series. Uh, You remember the Draymond Green meltdown. You remember all of that. So you remember where you were when you were watching it. I can remember being in uh, downtown Pittsburgh. I was out there for part of Fox Sports Radio's coverage of the uh, U.S. Open from Oakmont, Pennsylvania. And so watching it at Fathead Saloon, in downtown Pittsburgh, drinking an Iron City Light with with other people here from Fox Sports Radio, and watching, I think it was game six maybe, and just watching it going, man, this is just not a good game. I I know people are pretending that this is a a really great series, but it's just not a good game. You go back to that NBA Finals and, and like really take a look at it. Game one, 15 point win. Game two, 33-point win. Game three, 30-point margin of victory. Game four, 11-point margin of victory. Game five, 15-point margin of victory. Game six, 14-point margin of victory. Finally, you had a four-point margin of victory in game seven that Cleveland won to win an NBA title. So you go back to that NBA Finals and you go, man, that was a great NBA Finals. Really? That's good? Every single game was a blowout. You had one decent game at the end, and it wasn't even that great. It was just a game seven, so the moment was big. And LeBron winning a title for Cleveland and the Cavs winning a championship, that was big. Kyrie Irving's three was big. But if you just, I mean, look at the NBA. It, these play, There are more, and by a lot, more really, really bad games than there are good games. And I'm telling you, and you, you can call me nuts, and you can say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, going down a road, a road that's not going to lead me anywhere. And I acknowledge that. Okay, I acknowledge that it's never going to happen. They're never going to change it. They make too much money. I get all of it. But man, there's something too. When you give somebody wiggle room, they're going to use it. When you tell somebody they don't have to finish a project until this date, more often than not, they're going to wait until the last minute to get it done. You go on trips, right? You go packing. You go on vacations. How many of you get your packing done early to where you could just kick back and you're fine? Or how many of you, the morning before you're getting ready to hit your early morning flight, are still throwing stuff in your bag? We all do that. Everybody does it. You could tell yourself, no, this time's going to be different. No, it's not. This is the reality. Like every single NBA playoffs, we go in going, all right, the real season is here. Forget about that regular season dumb stuff. And what do we get? We get 69 games so far in the postseason, and we get 41 of them determined by double digits. So we get 41 out of 69 games are blowouts in the NBA playoffs. How can you look at that and not come to any other conclusion other than the fact of too many games, 
too many margin too 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 much wiggle room too much margin for error turn the screws get rid of the seven games go to the five throw a three game series in i'm t- like quantity not quality like golden state houston coming up big game right this is going to be a big game game 3 game 3 between golden state and houston coming up on sunday night if I were to ask you, what do you think's more likely to happen? A blowout or an overtime game? Which one are you going to pick? You're going to say a blowout. Why? Because it's the NBA playoffs, and you could expect two to three blowouts every single series. That's the way this this goes. And like I say all this, and, and I'm being critical of the NBA and it's not a uh, to to totally slam the NBA. I love the NBA. I love covering the NBA. I love talking about it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. But sooner or later, we've got to have an honest conversation. And I know that that people out there that cover the NBA and that's their livelihood and all that. You know, they don't want to lose those extra games. Um, the extra games in the arenas. The vendors, the people that work in those arenas, those stadiums, they don't want to lose it. I, I have a friend of mine who works for a local team out here in L.A., and he works in the stadium, and he does a lot of their on-court uh, operations and things like that. And when you don't have playoffs or you don't have extra games in the playoffs or your team gets eliminated early in the playoffs and you have fewer games, he loses money. So that's his livelihood. So I'm not trying to to take away from anybody's livelihood. I'm not trying to, uh, to to ruin anybody's party or anything like that. I'm just simply pointing out that we are continuing to be, we continue to be given garbage games, crappy performances, blowouts, games that were over. Look at the Cavs Celtics on Saturday night. That game was over, man. Celtics weren't coming back in that game. Once the lead got to double digits, I think in the first quarter, I started flipping back and forth. I started looking around for other stuff to watch. Oh, I got to wait till uh, 7 o'clock Pacific time for the UFC event on Fox Sports 1. Okay, over on Showtime, there's a boxing event. At least some of those lived up to the to the anticipation and some of the hype. The NBA playoffs, I'm telling you, the numbers are there. 69 games, 74% of them by three possessions or more. Like, think about it. You give you give somebody wiggle room, they're going to use it. We all do. Everybody does it. I mean, you know, I I, I gave the example earlier. I, I have a buddy who's a very successful, makes a lot of money, works in sales, guy, you know, a, a house, a nice car. I mean, you name it. Like really, really successful. Has made a ton of money at this company. You want to know when he really locks in and 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 really gets down to it and doesn't take personal calls and shows up on time and works extra hours. You want to know when that is? Towards the end of the month when the quotas do. You want to know when he comes in hungover or calls out sick or uh, takes a day off to go uh, day drinking and have a good time and spend a little bit of his money early in the month. You want to know why? Because it's a built-in procrastination. He's got the rest of the month to worry about whether or not he's going to hit quota. Just like the NBA playoffs, built-in procrastination. They got the rest of the series to worry about it. Why sweat it over one game? And when you add that up over and over again, guess what you get? A bunch of bad basketball games in the postseason. That's just a fact. 
877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. You can uh, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, up next, somebody in the NFL has stolen an idea from another player who came up with it over 10 years ago. All right, So we have a thief in the NFL. We'll tell you who that is next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We will have... Another edition of The Scraps coming up here in 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Things from around the world of sports uh, that we have not had a chance to get to, so we will get to that here in about uh, 10 minutes from now. Plus, a uh, a very odd story. I have it on good authority. Ralph says that uh, this was sent over to us last week, and uh, Ralph promises it's a doozy. So uh, so that is, uh, that is coming up here. Now, Ralph, are you... Uh, are you nervous about this story? Because I feel like this one's in your head a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I can't even. And I tell Ralph, like, I don't want to know the story. I don't want to, like, don't give me any hints. Nothing. I don't want to know anything about the story because I have follow-up questions and I will ask them on the air. Take an E, my ass. All right. Um... Anybody see that story on Terrence Williams of the Cowboys? <laughs> First of all, he put like he this is like he stole this move. All right, so here's the uh, the story from uh, Terrence Williams. Um, so at around like a, a little before five in the morning on Saturday, I he I guess there was a crash. Um, his car had crashed, but he wasn't at the scene. And then a cop saw him riding on a scooter and then gave him a drunken public, but it was his car that was crashed. And then Terrence Williams, uh, so I guess he got arrested for public intoxication and leaving the scene of an accident, but nobody saw him drive. So Terrence Williams released this statement for the Dallas Cowboys. And um, he released the statement and he goes, "Uh, the driver in front of me slammed on his brakes and I turned to the left and hopped the curb to avoid hitting him. I got his insurance information, and my neighbor picked me up, and when my car wouldn't drive, I live right near where the accident occurred, so my neighbor dropped me off, and I called a tow truck and took the scooter from my house to go meet the tow tow truck driver. Uh, The police officer, who I have met in the past in the neighborhood, saw me on the scooter and arrested me without performing any sobriety tests. Well, if he arrested you without performing any sobriety tests, it means because there was probably no sobriety tests needed. Okay, like, 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 you don't actually have to see somebody crap their pants. The skid mark will do the job. Know what I mean? You don't actually have to see the act. You just, all you need to see is that, and you know what I mean. I don't know where the hell that came from. But, uh, so, so what it sounds like is that Terrence Williams crashed his car, and he may have just ditched the car. Because he didn't want to get popped for a DUI, and so he showed back up. And because they didn't, they didn't catch him 
driving while intoxicated, he's not going to get popped with a DUI. So it's a very sort of a bizarre story. And I, I don't want to point finger. I don't know all the facts. I just know what one side is saying and what the other side is saying. And so I was thinking about it. I'm like, God, that story sounds so familiar. Where have I heard that story before? And I was thinking, man, I've heard that. Oh, that's right. Um, that was Lance Briggs of the Chicago Bears about 11 years ago. All right. This is one of the classic, we know you did it, but we can't prove it moments in the history of sports. Lance Briggs in Chicago, and, and Mike North was on with us last night. He, oh, we sh- I wish we would have known about this story because I would have talked about North to North about it. Um, Lance Briggs of the Bears, linebacker, really good linebacker for the Bears, went to a bunch of Pro Bowls. I think he might have been an All-Pro. He uh, crashed his Lamborghini, similar to Terrence Williams, crashed a Lamborghini, but he did it um, off the embankment in Chicago somewhere. So where it went uh, like off Lakeshore Drive, I think, is like a, a famous stretch of road there in Chicago. Well, they found his Lamborghini the next morning, and there was no Lance Briggs. And they were trying to figure out, like, hey, did somebody steal your car? And Lance Briggs said, uh, no, I crashed it, but, uh, you know, I just needed to get home, and so therefore I didn't report it immediately. And so everybody hears the story, and they're like, right. all right, man, so what happened was you were drinking and driving, you crashed your car, you didn't want to get popped for a DUI, so you jammed it, uh, you either got a cab or you just ran on foot, went back to your place, and when they knocked on your door the next morning, you're like, oh, yeah, I was going to tell people about that. but I did. And they were interviewing teammates of Lance Briggs going, hey, uh, so what do you know about this story? And I remember one of the quote from one of his teammates was, yeah, you know, Lance told me about the crash, but I had to get to practice, so I didn't really, uh, couldn't really follow up with any other questions. I haven't really talked to him more about it. So a buddy of yours crashes his Lamborghini off the highway in the middle of the night. And you have no follow-up questions for that? <laughs> like you have no like there's no follow-up question? Nope. If I if I had a buddy who called me or a coworker called me, if Mike Mayer called me up and said, uh, "Hey man, uh, I crashed my Lamborghini on the side of the road coming into work." Um but I didn't report it immediately because I just needed to get home. I would have several follow-up questions. One, Mike, how the F can you afford a Lamborghini? Okay, that, that would be the first. Two, Mike, how'd you get home? Three, Mike, um, why didn't you report it sooner? And four, Mike, uh, you're a diabetic. Should you be drinking so much that you crash a Lamborghini, take off to go home, and then don't tell anybody for a significant amount of time? There's a several follow-up questions, but Lance Briggs' teammates are like, no, I don't know. We just didn't think to follow up. It just wasn't one of those things. You know, just we had to get to practice. Like, I don't care if we were on the air. I would have taken the discussion on the air. Uh, before we get to an NBA story, Mike Mayer crashes Lamborghini. Can we please talk about it? I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. But they didn't have any proof. That's what it sounds like happened with Terrence Williams. So uh, there it is. Uh, by the way, if you get a DUI nowadays with the invention of Uber and Lyft, you're an idiot. That's all I got to say about that. Um, so I remember this. I, I just So about probably like three years ago. Uh, by the way, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, from the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, about... 
I want to say three years ago, maybe longer than that, four years ago. Man, guys, probably longer than that. Um, I gave up bread to where I no longer wanted to eat bread because I started doing some reading and some research into uh, what bread does and how much sugar is in bread. Um, just, you know, it's, it's not good for you. Uh, Mike Mayer really is a diabetic. Mike, you, you stay, they, doctors tell you to stay away from bread, right? Because of the amount of sugar in, in it. They tell me to minimize it, yeah. but, but more than likely oh, yeah. I try to stay off of it as yeah. much as possible. It's, yeah. Yeah. When you actually do the research on this stuff, like you get rid of bread, um, it, it, it does amazing things to your body. And so it opened my eyes when it happened. The first time I gave up bread, it opened my eyes to what I was really eating. Because I didn't realize how much bread I actually took in until I got rid of it. And so I caught myself, first time I went out, after I decided I was going to give up bread, I caught myself grabbing for a dinner roll at a restaurant. I actually took a bite of the dinner roll and literally took it out of my mouth because, because it was just a habit. I was shocked. Like, oh my, I can't believe I did that. I... I... I was just so used to it because that's I, I had never made this commitment to anything or whatever, and so I caught myself when I realized, whoa, this you know I am you know that's no longer a part of my life. Like I, I'm doing it. Like I have to catch myself. All right. Like I, I caught myself in the act when it happened. Um, that happened several times on Saturday over a major event. All right, and even on the show yesterday. So I don't know if anybody. Uh, Happened to stay up or watch this royal wedding, this uh, this this wedding over in England. Um, by the way, Meghan Markle, jeez, that is a very uh, seems like a really nice person. Um, so the royal royal wedding was <laughs> took place on Saturday, and I saw people on Instagram, social media, Twitter, and they're throwing royal wedding parties. You can gamble on the royal wedding. You can, I mean, it's like the biggest event in the world. And I, I'm looking at it going, you got to be kidding me. I don't, first of all, I don't get it. I'm not a fan of weddings to begin with, let alone weddings on TV with no booze. It just doesn't do it. It's like going to a casino. It's like, you imagine what Vegas would be like if there was no gambling and no booze and furthermore, no women. I mean, as a single guy, what's the point? So to me, I look at the Royal Wedding and I go, why is everybody into this? And I found myself so many times in the middle, just like I was at dinner, reaching for a bread roll after I'd just given up bread, ready to annihilate people on social media and say, you guys are pathetic. You guys are losers. Instagram, Twitter, get a life, mind your business. What a bunch of losers. You guys are idiots. I caught myself in the middle when I realized I watched Jersey Shore. And I DVR Total Bellas, and I'm really excited for the season premiere on Sunday. Aww. Like that, that actually happened several times on social media, and I, I, I just because I don't get it. I don't get what the rave is and what the or what the rage is for the uh, the royal wedding and all that crap. But I caught myself several times. Seeing people I know, people that I respect, people that I actually consider friends, dressed up like they're in the wedding and it's five in the morning in California and they're drinking mimosas and Bloody Marys, watching two people they've never met 
get married. I don't get it. But then again, they probably don't get what I do either. So we're even here. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. You can also uh, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it is... All right, so there's a very bizarre story. Something very, very strange took place in the world of sports on Saturday, all right, involving a world champion. Find out what that is coming up next year on FSR, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, you just sit back, you turn your speakers up, and you turn your mouths down for Ralph Irving. Well, thank you very much, Jonas, and we begin in the NBA where Cleveland got themselves back into the Eastern Conference Finals with a 116-86 humbling of the Boston Celtics. The Cavs still trail in the series two games to one. Six Cleveland Cavaliers players scored in double figures in the win. It'll be game three in the Western Finals with Houston playing at Golden State. Tip-off there will be at 8 o'clock Eastern. On the Diamonds, Cleveland a 5-4 win at Houston. Corey Kluber, 10 strikeouts and seven innings of work. Boston got back-to-back home runs from Mookie Betts and Andrew Benatendi. They beat Baltimore 6-3. The White Sox 5-3 over Texas. The Yankees 8-3 winners over Kansas City. Seattle gets a complete game three-hitter. Eight strikeouts from James Paxton. They beat Detroit 7-2. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NHL, Tampa Bay, a 3-2 winner over Washington. The Lightning have won three straight games, and they now lead that series three games to two. The West will continue with game number five later on today, but we'll have more on that coming up in the scraps. Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox here coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know, just because we we mention... The Terrence Williams story where he crashed his car and then uh, took off and then the Lance Briggs story. It doesn't mean that we've got to have people chime in uh, making Ted Kennedy references. All right. We don't really need to go there. All right. It's okay to stay away from that dark area, but we can go ahead and just stay away from that. Not really interested in, uh, in starting that conversation up. It's not fun. Uh, all right, um, we do this every single week on the show where we uh, we play something called The Scraps, all right? And I say play because normally when you do these type of segments, it's all about what's the news, what are we talking about, what have we missed? That was the original idea of The Scraps, all right? What have we missed? Um, what have we not had time to get to? There are certain things in sports to where – you know they're 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 newsworthy, but you know not really worth a full segment. So we like to put them in a segment and we combine them all together. And it's like, all right, well, you know, it's like uh, you know, consolidating. Uh, you, you get three boxes of pizza and there's two in one box and one in the other and four in another. You consolidate. You put it all into one box, and that's what this is on the show. Unfortunately, because of Ralph Irvin, because he can't maintain his professionalism here on the show, he's the most violent man in sports talk radio. He dressed in a cowboy hat last week. He's wearing an Oakland A's hat this week. He looks like a, a roided-out Carney Lansford. Ralph Irvin 
um, has taken this segment and run it into the ground. We lose all credibility because Ralph can't keep a straight face when it comes to the last story. These are all real stories. None of them are made up. So with that being said, it's time for this. Jonas. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Say hello to the most violent man in sports talk radio, Ralph Urban. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we do have some hard-hitting sports stories to go with today. We'll start off with uh, the fact that uh, Tampa Bay is in Southern California playing at the Angels this weekend. And Sergio Romo got the start Saturday against the L.A. Angels. Is his first Major League Baseball start. He's been in the big leagues for 11 years, 588 appearances. And what did he do? He went and started the game, three up, three down, three strikeouts. And that was it. He was pulled from the game for Ryan Yarborough, who earned the win. The yep. last time that happened, 1915, with Ernie Shore pulling off that feat of one appearance, three up, three down. Hold, hold on a second. Isn't Sergio Romo, he, so he was the closer for the Giants. He won a couple of World Series with the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was the setup guy there for the Giants. Yes, sir. Why was he pitching the first inning... And then why did they pull him? Well, they are a little short on pitching with uh, Tampa Bay, a lot of injuries. Essentially, they're going to the four-man rotation, or a four-man staff in a five-man rotation. So that fifth day, they just kind of go with what they've got. And in this case, they decided to go for a couple innings with him because they've got young relievers, and they wanted to take the stress off. Well, it was scoreless after one inning, and then in the top of the second the Rays had a grand slam. And so suddenly the, the manager's like, well, pressure's off. Let's put in the uh, rookie pitcher now. And that's what they did. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, how do you feel if you're the rookie pitcher? The only way you're going in is if a team hits a grand slam. Like, hey, uh, we'll keep you in as long as we've got a four-run lead or more. Uh, as long as that happens, then we'll keep you in the game. So that's, that's probably not the uh, the nicest feeling in the world for uh What's his name? Kale Yarbrough? Ryan Yarbrough, but he was actually appreciative because it was less stress on him uh, starting. Here's the best part of the story. Romo's going to start again today. He's going to get the start so again weird. here on Sunday. That's well, I guess it may. So he's what? He's going to go uh, an inning? Maybe an, inning an inning or two, yeah, right. and then bring in the next guy. That's very bizarre. I thought Joe Madden was coaching or managing the Cubs now. That seems like a Joe Madden type move. That seems like something Joe Madden would do. Well, congratulations, uh, uh, to Rodney Marlboro, who got the win on uh, Saturday for the Rays. That's his name, right? That's Rod- Ryan Yarbrough. Okay, yes. all right. So, uh, so Roderick Marlboro gets the who? win uh, for who? the Rays. So, congratulations! Congratulations to him. We move on. Uh, the <laughs> NHL Western Conference Finals will continue later today. Be careful, Ralphie. Three Eastern, noon Pacific, <laughs> with Winnipeg hosting Las Vegas. The Golden Knights lead the series three games to one. It's their inaugural season. And that's created some angst in Sin City. That's because sportsbooks opened the preseason line with Vegas at two or three hundred to one to win the Stanley Cup. The Westgate Superbook thought it would be a good idea to incentivize that bet, so they raised it to five hundred to one. Um. So all those. So now, how many people actually had that bet out? Well, interestingly, uh, or. In the previous show, Steve Cofield on Straight Out of Vegas noted there are about a, a little over a dozen active tickets out there at five hundred to one. And this is just to go to the Stanley Cup Final, no, not to, the, to win it. Okay, to win it. Um, 
But right now, they're five wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. That's amazing, man. And and considering, and I was trying to think, because if you remember when the Jaguars and the Panthers were expansion teams in the NFL, they both went to the conference finals uh, the second season. If I'm not, I think it was Dom Capers was the coach for the Carolina Panthers, and then it was um, uh, geez, Tom Coughlin was the coach for the Jaguars, and they both went to the conference title game. Um, I remember the Jaguars beat the Broncos in Denver, I want to say, in the divisional playoff game. I've, I've got to get alive the fact that I remember all this. But I remember the Panthers lost to the Packers, and the Jaguars lost to the Patriots, and so that ended up being Brett Favre's only Super Bowl was that year. And I believe that was the second year for both of them as, fr- as uh, expansion franchises. The fact that Vegas is doing it, especially – and that's the other thing. Like in hockey, it's like the NBA, to where it's seven game series, seven game series, seven game series. The fact they're doing it as as an expansion franchise is amazing well, in a non hockey town. And it's a sport that's driven by depth. And how can you have depth when you're uh, an inaugural season? Yeah. No. And Mark Andre Fleury and uh, I just just from being a, a lifelong Penguins fan, Mark Andre Fleury. They were so they were devastated. They had to let let him go. I I look at it. I still think it's a mistake. Um, I would have I would have probably taken Flurry over Matt Murray, the guy who's the goalie for the Penguin or for the Penguins now. Um, but Mark Andre Flurry was up in age, so people thought you know his best years were behind him. He's been amazing. He's been fantastic. So that'll be fun to watch. Uh, now ask me though here on the air. Ask me if I will watch the Vegas Golden Knights game. Jonas, are you going to watch Vegas playing at Winnipeg, the home of the highest Slurpee sales in the world? Absolutely not. <laughs> not even for a second will I pay any attention to that game. I kid. Uh, of course I will. I'll be on with uh, Brady. Well, actually, no, that's an early start. so won't Yeah, be they'll, they'll, that game should be done by uh, 3 o'clock Pacific time. Yeah, I probably won't watch it now that I think about it. All right. Next, next we have a story where one word makes it so much better. The headline would read, man tries to hide fugitive girlfriend by stuffing her in a plastic bin. Now that's quite quite a headline, right? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How big of a plastic bin? Because that's that that's and I say that being very concerned because you know if <laughs> well as I said there's a word missing. <laughs> okay. Um, continue. The actual headline was man tries to hide <laughs> legless fugitive girlfriend <laughs> what? by stuffing her in a plastic bin. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on a second. She's legless? Yes. What what so what kind of plastic bin are we talking about here? What is this like? Uh, I, are we talking like one of those? Probably like, like a garbage can, like a to go salad box that no, you get at the uh, supermarket. Like a garbage can, yeah, a garbage uh, can, a garbage can. Yes. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Oh, it's a fugitive with no legs, just a torso. Yes, it's like a buoy. It's like a buoy out in the ocean. Um, I don't. <laughs> So, so where did this take place? Give me some more information here. Well, let's let's go back a little bit. Uh, Crystal Lee Anderson lost her legs due to injuries from a 2015 gun battle with police. She's on the run after skipping out on a court date in Orange County. 
that uh, stemmed from that 2015 incident. So the Polk's count, Polk County Sheriff's Office and U.S. Marshals went to her boyfriend's home to find her, and the guy said, oh, she's not here. The problem is they saw him through a bedroom window cramming the four-foot-tall woman in a plastic bin moments earlier. She's, why, why is she only four feet tall, Ralph? <laughs> she doesn't have legs. <laughs> why is she... So I, I don't. So so she's a fugitive. What did she do? What what crime did she commit? Did she uh, steal some shoes? Well, originally in 2015, she held up a Burger King with a BB gun and threatened one of her relatives there. She didn't drop the gun when told to. She, in fact, she pointed it at the police officers. They shot her, and that's how she lost her legs. And she's standing trial still for that. You know, I mean, the justice system's kind of slow. So and standing and, trial. Yeah. Well, yeah. Standing. Uh, by the way, you totally missed the uh, the line there. Uh, when she tried and steal some shoes. Um, so so let me get this. So let me get this straight. So she's a fugitive. She's got no legs. And when the cops showed up, uh, her boyfriend, her husband, her boyfriend, boyfriend, um, tried to hide her in a garbage can. The verb that was used was cram, but yes, okay, crammed her in a garbage can. Yes, um, garbage. Well, uh, Ralph, listen, um, no stone unturned here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I do, uh, do want to welcome uh, into the program, Ralph. You asked and you shall receive. She is calling in with an alias, the woman that you were referring to, uh, the woman who uh, has no legs and was stuffed into a trash can by her loving boyfriend, uh, a fugitive of the law, has now called into the show. We have it on good authority. She is with us here. Uh, here was uh, Here's a little bit of uh, what she had to say regarding the allegations against her. Did you hear what I said? Walk beside him in the kingdom of heaven. Well, kiss my crippled ass. God is listening. What a crock. Oh, well. And there you go. A runaway. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as uh, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to uh, close the show out um, with a bang. No pun intended. Uh, That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. When you hear the Celia Cruz, you know it's time to wrap things up here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up here in less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, make sure you stick around. Andy Furman and Brian No. We'll be with you here on Fox Sports Radio. I do have it on good authority. Andy Furman is still dressed up uh, like uh, somebody who was at the royal wedding. I believe Andy Furman had a royal wedding party. So uh, Andy is still uh, wearing his wedding outfit and is excited to do a sports talk radio show uh, dressed up like the Queen of England. So uh, good for Andy Furman. Spit in your face! Well... Listen, that could mean a couple of things. Uh, so that'll be uh, coming up here less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right, so we've got game three between the Houston Rockets 
and the um, Golden State Warriors coming up. And I listen, and this just this is my whole and, and all I'm saying. All right, you 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 can be critical. You can think that I'm picking on the NBA and all that. All I'm saying is the numbers don't lie. That's we have seen 69 playoff games so far in the NBA this year. 51 of them have been determined by three possessions or more. All right? Like we're watching blowouts, man, and more likely than not, we're going to see another blowout coming up later on Sunday night. I hope not, but that's just the reality of what the NBA playoffs are. Jonas, son of a bitch. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.